0: welcome to season two of Says Who? Today I'm with actor director and producer James Eldon who is co-founder of Play Noir and founder of the Los Angeles Collegiate Playwrights Festival which is gearing up for its second season coming up this August.
1: It is yay. Yay
0: yes. well hi James hi. welcome and thanks for coming oh in. Oh my god
1: thanks for having me. Of course. so exciting I can't stop smiling it's gonna hurt my the end. <laughs>
0: So as I always do let's start with an easy one. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Um I like long walks in the park. You look uh, like you do. Um uh, I should I should go to the park more often. Um <laughs> I should get out more often. Uh let's see. I'm a uh, I, I was born in Long Beach. Um did a few years time in Wyoming as a kid. Uh and then spent 23 years time in Sacramento and then uh, moved moved to LA to uh, pursue to pursue acting. Um Parents got divorced the young age, when I was not when I, they were young when I was young, and my my sibling dynamic is just bizarre because um, both my parents have been married numerous times so all my brothers and sisters are half.
0: They it's like a mix and match family oh, right? yeah. like a little.
1: Yeah, it's like my 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 mother was married to a guy named Terry and had my my brother Tom. Then my mom got married to this guy Patrick and my sister Susan. Before my mom and dad got married, my dad had Scott and Kim and then my dad. Mom got married. They had me, and then my dad got remarried and had Billy. So
0: is seven? Did I count that right? Five.
1: Five. Five. Uh, yeah. Then not including myself, of
0: course. I no, six. Yeah. I was close.
1: And then, uh, yeah, but I was raised by my mom and my sister, and then my brother from my mom's first marriage would come in and out. Nice. All
0: right. So there you are. So uh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Coming out of high school.
1: Yeah, well, no, well, I mean, coming out of high school, I was, it was in the nine-year program as far as colleges went. I went to three out of the four community colleges there. Uh, did a short stint at UC Davis. It was very depressing. You have to be ingrained in the campus there if you're gonna, if you're gonna study theater. And so I quit. Uh, went back to AR and then went to Sac State and got my degree in, in theater.
0: So you got a degree in theater? I did. When did you decide that that acting was something you wanted to pursue. Was that like lifelong or did it come to you? It,
1: it, the realization came in high school when I actually realized it. i kind of always wanted to do it. I remember growing up and seeing plays. Like I remember we went on a field trip and seeing Oliver twist and seeing the kids, you know, run around before, you know, um right after Oliver asked for more. Um <laughs> oh, Uh and so they you know they chase him around and all that stuff. I'm like, oh it looks like so much fun and then of course you get thrown into plays like Barnum or, you know, some silly melodrama that they're doing with the second and third graders, or, or the Nutcracker, <laughs> Uh And I'm like, this is dumb, I so don't wanna do this. Not realizing, yeah, I kinda did wanna do it. And then my sophomore year in high school, uh, we had a radio station at El Camino. Um, and I was a DJ, I just finished up the class, and then once you do the radio class, you can go in and start uh, DJing, and on my way in, um, the local radio station said that it was National Orgasm Week, and I thought my listeners needed to know this important <laughs> bit of information. Yeah, of course he did. So, walked in, and, uh, you know, we're doing, we're doing the thing, the, uh, we're live, like, hey, uh, for those of you guys that don't know, it's National Orgasm Week. And at that moment, in the classroom of future DJs, the instructor's like, let's see what the DJs are up to. Click the the, uh, the live switch. National Orgasm Week and clicked it right clicked off. Clicked it right <laughs> off. And he's like, I'll be right back. And he and all I could hear, he's like, Oh, oh my god, sergeant's coming. And so he comes back there and he's like, get out. Get out now before I hit you. <laughs> I was like all right. So that went well. I got cheers from the class, and then I had to go to the vice principal's office. And I, he, I think he thought it was funny. And he's like, Do you, do you know what an orgasm is? And I'm like, Well, if you don't know. You're asking me. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's like, Look, Mr. Sargent doesn't want you back. You're going to have to find a new class. Wow. Yeah. And I, I had a crush on a girl. And I'm like, Well, what about Mrs. Schaefer's drama class? And he's like, If she'll let you in, you can go. And that was it. That's where I did my first show, first audition ever that for that summer stock, uh, which was Anything Goes, and mm. that was it. And that was it. You were hooked. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. So you you take the uh, nine year route of uh, colleges.
1: I yeah graduated high school and then I went to I took a, a semester off. I went to American River College, took like six classes, not knowing what. I'm supposed to do nobody's saying okay yeah you here's here's the general ed this is the, these are the class you have to take in order to transfer or do whatever i i'm taking random classes like uh, archery and, and journalism <laughs> N- nothing that nothing that i know should be you know things that should be you right know, you That's should be acquiring cool. exactly i have no idea what i'm doing um and i drop out and then the following year I, I took classes again and got sick and had to drop out again and then i went to another college uh, and finished two semesters, went through a breakup, so I was depressed, so I had to almost drop out, but I, I kept with it. it. Up, I, kept, yep. I kept the drama classes.
0: <laughs> Wait, I just love that so I had a breakup, so I almost had to quit, but I, I decided to
1: keep the drama classes. You Gotta know, keep the drama going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was dumb. Uh, and then work got the best of me. I was making great money at Cinnabon. As one does. Yeah. And it was one of those things. It was like, okay, so I'm like this manager, and I'm, I've got my own store and stuff like that. It didn't go over well. Uh, and I went to a Taco Bell instead because I had a falling out. Um, so I'm at a Taco Bell and I'm behind the counter, assistant managing. This is terrible. <laughs> and this kid from high school came in. And this is this is 94, 95. And this kid that graduated a year or two after I did came in to talk about, and he's like, he's like, oh, James, what's going on? It's been so long. I'm like, yeah, you know, he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I just got accepted to NYU. <laughs> that's awesome. And that was the biggest, it was the biggest kick in the nuts. Uh-oh. And I'm just like, that's it. I'm like, this guy's pursuing my dream and I'm behind the counter masturbating at Taco about. Yeah. Not literally, but you know, <laughs> it's just like, and that was it. And then I went back to AR, I got, I finished my two years and did what they call the see is where you, you take the the necessary classes you can automatically transfer that's when i transferred to davis and got depressed went back to ar and then busted up two years at sac state and then moved here in in uh the spring of 2000 after after y2k because la was not la was not a town i wanted to be in. if god forbid anything happened with y2k (laughs) i just imagine you like sitting you know and we're four more
0: hours and like it's like midnight plus three minutes. You're in your car, on your way.
1: Well, no, almost. <laughs> we were in San Francisco at a friend's house at his mom. We were in San Francisco and it's started, slowly starting to click. I'm like, France is eight hours ahead and they're having New Year's and nothing's happening. I think we're pretty safe to say that nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. But it was just like, it was just God forbid. <laughs>
0: just- catching Your
1: bets, you know. I, Twenty-eight years old. Do you think of a no better? I was a little less naive and a little less gullible that something terrible is going to happen. But no, but, but I, just I, I got to do it hook, line, and sinker.
0: Well, you, you kind of you watch other people buy into something like that, and suddenly you're like, maybe they know something I don't know. Exactly.
1: You trust you trust the news, and it, that's all they're showing it. You know, in 1999. Yeah. Well, so. we used to trust the news. Yeah.
0: But that's another story. Yeah. Well, and another so. podcast. <laughs> Uh, in fact, the other Says Who podcast is not the point. The point is that there is another Says Who podcast, in, and what they are talking about is the political climate now, says as opposed who? to three years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Says iTunes, apparently. Oh. Anywho, that's not my point. Um, my point is this. So you started acting in Sacramento.
1: I did. Um, I got my first... I, got an, I decided to go and get an agent. There was one agency in Sacramento's cast images. I thought I had these awesome headshots that I still have. And I look at them like, these are not headshots. They're just <laughs> terrible. And I had like the longest neck. It's like, um, but they're like, no, you need to go get some headshots. And they had an LA photographer who used to come up and got them. And then I, I did a a PSA for storm preparation. Mm-hmm. And which was really interesting because at this point, I think I'm, tw- this is like 96, I think. So I'm maybe twenty. 425. And I'm a like, Dad. Sure you are. Three kids. My wife's in yeah. her 30s. But I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing the math. I think the oldest kid is like supposed to be 16. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess so. I guess if I got busy with one of my teachers and maybe, well, gotta you know. Well
0: played. Son. Exactly, well played. right? Yeah.
1: But I'm like, okay. So I did that and then I got a call they're like, hey, do you want to do you want to do it? Was extra work, and I didn't know any better. And, and this is in '97 or '98, and it was Patch Adams.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I went and was, I did a scene with uh, with Robin Williams. It was great. I, actually you know, had, you know, joking around and stuff like that. And he, it was awesome. It was just really a great opportunity. We, I mean, we had very inappropriate conversations. Perfect. Yeah.
0: So I, uh, after that, obviously. Y2K comes and goes. Nothing yeah. happens. You decide to move to Los Angeles. What was that transition like?
1: Um, I, it was a restaurant transfer. I was working at a restaurant called Il I and I transferred down to the. There's three locations I could have chosen. Chose, actually, four. I think there was there was Santa Monica, Manhattan Beach, Beverly Hills, and Pasadena. And somehow I got a, the brilliant idea that I would work at the one in Santa Monica. <laughs> Um, and I lived, I've lived in the same house for 19 years. Since wow. i moved here, I've not moved. Um, I lived in the same house in North Hollywood, but I was commuting from North Hollywood to Santa Monica. And it was just terrible. And a car that had no air conditioning. And That's so rough. June came and it was just killing me and just road rage and stupid, stupid stuff. And, and I got a, a new job in Burbank that I hated so much. After my week of training, I'm doing solo shifts. I'm sitting in the parking garage and like, I can't, I can't do it. And I went home and I called him like, there's an emergency, I might have to I might have to move back to Sacramento. And instead of moving back to Sacramento, I went back to Ilfern And Santa Monica and said, can I have my job back? Because <laughs> I would much rather have done that commute six days a week than to be in that stupid place in, in Burbank. So oh, wow. Um but I was lucky. When I was working at Ilfern Island in, in, in Ilfren, Iowa, Santa Monica, I would go next door and have a scotch at Ivy at the Shore. And there was this really nice lady named Sheree Ankle uh, that I met. And uh, we became friends. And, and this, is, this is like maybe June or July, and I've only been here for maybe five months, and she, or, I didn't have, yeah, four or five months. She's like, I'll help you get your second card.
0: Wow.
1: Okay. I'll buy it when I see it. Because one thing I didn't want to point out, I'm not trying to make myself like this this saint or this, you know, but it was like, I don't want to be the person like, what can you do for me? Right. If I meet people and something happens, great. But it's not like, you know, I, I don't want to take advantage of anybody. So I'm like, if, if I, I'll, I'll buy it if it happens. She was the second AD on Seinfeld. And Seinfeld had just ended. So she's like waiting for another show to pick up. And so come October, um, she picked up, she got picked up on a show called The Trouble of Normal with John, like, John Crier, David Crumvall, Larry Jill Campbell, and Constance Zimmer. And uh, she's like, hey, uh, we've got a couple scenes that have an office, do you want to come work? I'm like, absolutely. Yes. So I went and did two days uh, as a, as a background artist, got two vouchers, and I'm working at a, uh, a sushi bar here in North Hollywood. That, just burned down recently. Uh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, she calls and, and I'm not still naive at the situation because in Sacramento if you do acting work you don't get paid for like anywhere from three to six months. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it's just like, so I don't know how to go to So she calls me again, she's like, do you want to work? And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can. I'm too worried about giving up the hundred bucks that I could make at the sushi bar. Right opposed to getting the last voucher that I need to become eligible for the union. Good, 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 good choices. Yeah, and I tell my, my co is like, dude, what are you doing? You just told her no. You have one voucher to go. And so I kind of have to, you know, humble myself. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. So, they, so she calls me back for another week or two, and they do another office scene. I got my last voucher, gotcha and that was it. Sat on those for a while. Um, an independent feature that went to some festivals, uh, called "The Second Degree, about a bunch of losers that are working at a car wash, and the highlight of their their, uh, their day is to go home and play Six Degrees with Kevin Bacon, <laughs> Thanks.
0: and uh, I met
1: a good friend of ours, Ryan Angel, on that yes, set. Yes,
0: who has been on the show. I saw that, yes, yeah. uh,
1: and then uh, I joined uh, SAG in 2002, after getting cast in a movie, uh, a sci-fi original movie. I don't think it was originally going to go to Sci-Fi Channel, but that's where it went up. And it was interesting because they're like, uh, people are like, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I got my first, my first real gig, at, you know. Uh, I'm like, who's in it? I'm like, nobody. It's just, it's just low-budget sci-fi movie. <laughs> nobody that you know is going to be in it. And uh, I got to my trailer, and I walked in, and I'm like looking at the call sheet, and it's Terry Hatcher, Lou Gossett Jr., <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I, I get my flip phone out, I'm texting as best you can <laughs> with your and uh, I'm my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, oh my god, it's a Terry Hatcher, uh, and a gentleman named Carmen. I can't remember it's Carmen's last name. He just passed away recently. One of the nicest, pe- welcoming people who just like on set and just kind of makes you feel welcome. But I actually got my first acting serious lines and everything was across from and uh, opposite Terry Hatcher. That's awesome. Yeah. that's free, really free, awesome. Uh, free, Desperate Housewives. Wow. We never worked together since. <laughs> yet, well, she called me adorable. I'll take that.
0: Yeah, I would take yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: So. I still get residuals for three cents for nice. so that movie.
0: Be- I love those residual checks. Right? They just amuse me so yeah. much. Like, yeah, three cents. Oh, the-, the same void.
1: Yeah, because, because there is no money left. There's after no taxes. money
0: after taxes or at, you know by the time they send it out to you. Yeah. But they wanted you to know that they were paying attention.
1: I hope so. So you
0: get the, the thing. So tell me about Plenor.
1: Play noir, uh is a series of film noir-style one-act plays written by playwrights all around the world. Um, we have seven seasons under our belt. Um, we literally get play- we've gotten plays from all across the continent of the U.S., uh, U- Europe, including Spain, Israel, France, Italy, Wales, Ireland. Um, We've also got New Zealand, Australia, Brazil. And last year we had a play that was co-written by someone stationed in Antarctica. Wow! The only two continents we haven't had is Africa and Asia. So fingers crossed on that. But uh, we get anywhere from 200 to 250 submissions a year. I read them all. And then we pick the top five to seven and stage those. So
0: How did you come up with this idea?
1: This was, um, I was a guest director at Harbor Westlake High School. It's a a prominent private high school here in in North Hollywood. Um, And a play that I directed was called The Zone Ranger. And it was a tongue in cheek uh, film noir style one act uh, with Ben Platt and Catherine Gallagher. And Ben went on to win the Tony for his role in Dear Evan Hansen. So I had the privilege of directing him when he was in high school. But it was a funny, funny play that was just was, it was, didn't get the the attention that it was deserved. We were on the off night, so we, a lot know. of people didn't see it. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it was a lot of fun. And my wife and I at the time we had been producing theater. and We were you know paying for you know the rights for professionally written stuff, and we kind of wanted to kind of get back to one acts and just kind of giving opportunities to other playwrights. And like, well, let's do some one acts. But let's do the Zone Ranger. I really want to do this play. I'd like to do this role. And she's like, well, if we're gonna do the Zone Ranger, we should do All Noir. Right. Okay. okay. So we put a call out for submissions. We got maybe maybe 30 and did our first year. And then we had so much fun that we were gonna do it again the, sec- the second year. And th- the idea at the time was like we're gonna, the Zone Ranger is gonna make an appearance every year. And we did the Zone Ranger the second year. I think the Zone Ranger needs to be put to bed. Right. <laughs> I don't know how many audiences are really going to want to come back and see the Zone Ranger over and over. You know, it's a really good, funny play. So uh, we separated, uh, went back and forth on whether or not we were going to do this together. She didn't want to be involved anymore. And uh, I said I want to keep going with it. And so uh, we, we kept it going and we, we, it just got built up. And then in 2016 I decided to start publishing everything. So every season that we've, we've produced, we've published in book form. There's a lot, of, a lot of great theater out there, a lot of short plays that don't get the attention that they deserve. That is very true. And, you know, and it's, you go to theater festivals, the Irene Ryans, and, or just, well, any festival for the most part, and it's just like, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's Durang and Ives. Nothing against these playwrights by any means, they, 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 they're established, they've been around, but it's kind of like going to a musical audition and hearing on my own six times. But yes. so there's other stuff out there that you should probably do instead, and that's kind of the way I feel about about theater right now. You know, it's like there's a lot of good stuff out there that needs to be seen. So Noir's different, it's it, because it's such such a niche, you know, market. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, is really cool. But I get a lot of plays every year, but, you know, I'll get three, four pages, just not noir. This is, this is not, this is yeah, not even funny. close. I, the one play I got last year, it was a play by play commentary between two announcers of a World Cup game between England and Ireland.
0: This is it, not noir. It was not
1: noir. Because it, it, it
0: took place at night.
1: <clears throat> I don't know where. No, I don't know why. It, it was just. T- and then the, there was a Benny Hill segment kind of thing that happened between a, 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 the, the ref and a, a, a copper. And it was just like. Uh, but I make it a point to read everything. That's impressive. From beginning to end, no matter how bad it is.
0: Especially now that you, you're getting so many yeah. things. It's a commitment. I will say this for for Los Angeles. People say is not a theater town, but I found that there is a fair a lot of theater that happens here.
1: Oh no, there's a ton of theater that happens here. My biggest thing, and this is the one thing that Sarah and I made a point of. Uh, that's the reason why we just, we, we produced professionally written things because I think this is my opinion because in the, in the 19 years that I've been here theater has a bad rap but I think what it is is you've got the actor that moves here and he realizes oh, i got to do something so I'm going to write something for myself and I'm going to act in it and I'm going to direct it and I'm going to produce it and I'm going to do all those things and it sucks Yeah. because you're not a writer and I, I have friends that are writers and they're, they're very good and I still, I mean God bless them, there's still a bit of that's like Give it to somebody else. Let somebody else. If you're going to act in it, let them direct you. And some people can can achieve it. Some people can't. Yeah, know. But that's, that's just my opinion about it. You know?
0: Very true. I would agree with that. Well, um, in that uh, let uh, let someone else do something. We are moving. See, that wasn't even a great segue, but I'm going with it anyway. Uh, we are moving on to the lightning round. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, no, it'll be fine. Yes. Welcome to the lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite movie in the past five years?
1: Oh, Jesus, the last five years? Um, uh, Inception. I don't even know if that was five years ago. It might be over five years.
0: What episodic show should everyone be watching
1: right now? Even though it's over Game of Thrones.
0: What is a book you are planning to read?
1: Uh, the uh, Gulag Archipelago.
0: And what's a book that you read that positively shaped you? Uh,
1: 12 Rules for life, an antidote to chaos.
0: Food delivery, Chinese, pizza, Indian, Thai?
1: Chinese.
0: Breakfast, no breakfast?
1: Protein shake with a banana and peanut butter.
0: Dark, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about life right now?
1: 8.5.
0: When was the last time you cried?
1: Oh, uh, two nights ago actually
0: what is the least favorite thing about yourself my insecurity what is your most favorite thing about yourself
1: uh honesty i think yeah or loyalty or both
0: what is the best gift you've ever received love what is the worst gift you've ever received
1: uh a pair of batman and robin socks that didn't even fit.
0: (laughs) Uh, What is your favorite country to visit?
1: Uh, uh, Ireland.
0: What's your favorite color? Green. Do you have a hobby?
1: I'm trying to teach myself how to play guitar, and I'm doing a lousy job at it.
0: What is your best way to de-stress?
1: Yoga and uh, meditation.
0: Best road trip?
1: Oh boy! Um go driving back to Sacramento every once in a while.
0: What makes you laugh no matter what
1: uh family guy
0: describe yourself in a hashtag <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> uh, hashtag what
0: <laughs> What is your secret talent
1: um Oh, the, I don't think I can say it on, on air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. What's a talent you wish you had?
1: Uh, guitar.
0: What is the best compliment you've ever received?
1: Um, that's a tough one. Um, you have pretty eyes. If you made a
0: documentary, what would it be about?
1: Um, a document. Um, the past. That's, that's hard. I, there's so many things that should be, probably should be covered. Be truthful and, and let people decide on their own. It wouldn't be biased.
0: What does creativity mean to you?
1: Freedom. That what, expression.
0: What's your favorite band?
1: Uh, right now, I would have to say it's Damien Rice.
0: What is the last photograph you took?
1: Um, do I get a cheat sheet? Can I look at my phone? Um, (laughs) uh, I had a bunch of film that was developed from my trip to Alaska from five years ago, four years ago.
0: What is one piece of acting advice that you would like to be able to go back in time and give yourself?
1: Take improv right away.
0: What is the best piece of acting advice you've ever been given? Slow down what is, don't <laughs> <laughs> What is the worst piece of acting advice you've ever been given? Don't do that What would the title of your autobiography
1: be? He came he saw he tried
0: okay so they're making he came he saw he tried into either a television show or a film or A play, which one would it be?
1: Uh, it's a film.
0: And who would play
1: you? Bradley Cooper.
0: Who is your actor crush?
1: Uh, is that like celebrity crush? I'm going to say, uh, 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 Adrian Misher, my online yoga instructor.
0: And what actor would you like to grab a beer with?
1: Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: What is the last industry event you attended?
1: uh the uh a screening of a friend's film at Dances with Films
0: if someone wrote the perfect part for you what would that be
1: something that would i could tap into to get back to who i used to be
0: well we are about to tap into moving on <laughs> yes we did yes, that we did. yeah James, yes. we have come to the end dish. These are the questions that James Flipton asks at the end of Inside the Actors Studio.
1: I've still wanted to do this for so long.
0: I know. This is one of the reasons that I do this. I love it because all actors, well, most actors have wanted to answer these questions. Yeah. So I can. You
1: ready? I think so.
0: <clears throat> James, what is your favorite word?
1: Spectacular.
0: What is your least favorite word? Ugly. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Music. What turns you off?
1: Dishonesty.
0: What is your favorite curse word?
1: knocker.
0: What sound or noise do you hate?
1: Screaming kids.
0: What sound or noise do you love? Laughter. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Musician. What profession would you not like to do?
1: Crime scene photographer.
0: And finally, James, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I forgive you. Well, I don't forgive you. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. your coming on. That was it. Yay. Yay. So appreciate it. Thank you, so
1: thank, much. you. thank you. Okay.